Hello and welcome to another episode of Beautiful. My name is Evelyn Wynn, your USA National Miss Arizona. I am here today with Kenna Dudley, a model at Undefined Models and Everything Formal Model Management, as well as an entrepreneur. Today's topic is on the modeling industry and how to handle rejection. All right, well, thank you so much for being here with us today, Kenna. If you could just introduce yourself. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm Kenna. I am a student, a model, and an entrepreneur, and I'm just really passionate about this industry and helping people um, get into the industry, and yeah. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit about your journey into it? Yeah, it's been interesting. So I decided that it was something that I wanted to pursue in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, in about April of 2020 is when I started researching and kind of figuring out how you even get into the industry because I'm from rural Montana. Like, I don't know anything about modeling. I didn't know anything about modeling, I guess, three years ago. And so, yeah, I just did some research. I found this agency that I really liked, Glacier, um, my first agency, and I pestered the heck out of the owner. <laughs> and that is, that's been a huge lesson that I've learned is just like, don't take no for an answer. Like, just keep asking until somebody eventually says yes. So that's kind of how I got into it. Um, something I always wanted to try and um I think during the pandemic I was kind of like okay life's too short why don't I just throw myself into it and I haven't looked back yeah so a fun fact is Ken and I were actually signed to Glacier at the same time I actually left before Kenna did and my story is mm-hmm. a little bit different so I came from an agency before Glacier and then I moved to her I was my mother agent And then just kind of, it's such a fast moving industry, wouldn't you agree? Yes, absolutely. And so it's like, you're kind of moving from place to place. And how many agencies did you apply to before Glacier finally, like, was the one? So I honestly think Glacier was like one of the first agencies that I applied to. Um, Obviously, like I said, I didn't know anything about the industry. Um, And... I was working with a photographer uh, in the local area who was a creative through Glacier. And so he kind of like told me about Glacier and kind of put me on there. So, yeah, it was it was crazy that I signed to like the first agency I ever applied to. Girl, Um, congratulations. That's really hard to do. (laughs) Thank you. I'll tell you right now, whenever I would send in submissions, it would be at like a hundred agencies at a time and I'd be lucky Mm -hmm. to get like four responses. Yes, no, absolutely. I'm actually going through that right now. I do submission rounds for myself um, because I don't have a mother agency anymore. I I manage myself. So I do it about every month to six weeks where I take digitals and, um, you know, submit to a ton of agencies. I just submitted to 200 yesterday and it's so (laughs) funny because like... You'll submit to 200, you'll hear back from maybe 10, and of those 10, like, maybe two will be not even yeses, like, they'll be, like, you know, want to do a a call with you or whatever, so. Well, even having that call is, like, crazy, because I'll submit to 100, I'll get four emails, and all four emails are, you're too short, or we already have a girl that looks like you. I think that's the one that really gets me the most, is we already have a girl that looks like you. That is so real, and that's something that I honestly have just started realizing. Like, you can apply to your dream agency, and they can be like, oh my gosh, we love you, we love your portfolio, we love everything about you, but we just signed a girl that, you know, is 5'8 with dark hair and pale skin a week (laughs) ago. So it's crazy how... I think everything happens for a reason, though. I definitely agree. 
I definitely agree. If you don't mind sharing, let's like talk about that. Let's talk about like the movement through agencies and kind of like what happened and what like what is going on. Because I mean, my story is so much different from your story, which is different from anybody else's story in the industry. But Mm -hmm. I think that just goes to show that there's so much that can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that like burnout can contribute too because it's really easy in this industry to be taken advantage of or, you know, a, a myriad of different things can contribute to burnout. So um, for me, I left Glacier um, in like July or June of this last year and I just was burnout. I just wasn't really thinking that it was something I wanted to do anymore. Um, I was just lost. And so I took a couple months off and I was going stir crazy by the end of those months. And I was like, okay, I need to put myself back out there. Like this is something I I really am passionate about. I really do want to do it. I just needed that little bit of a break. So then um, I started applying to agencies again and um, Undefined has been my first booking agency. So that was kind of a like accomplishment for me that I was pretty excited about getting signed with them. And then from there, it's kind of just been, I've been trying to expand my the markets that I'm in and the different kinds of modeling that I do. So I haven't really done runway at all um, until I just signed with EFM. Um, So I'm very excited about that. And so, yeah, now I'm trying to focus on getting more like in the West Coast and getting um, signed internationally. So that's kind of like my my next steps that I'm hoping to accomplish. But yeah, I mean, it's a tough process because not only do you want to be with somebody that fits the specifications that you're looking for and somebody that's going to advocate for you, but you also have to have that person say yes to you first. So I've overcome my fear of rejection through exposure therapy, I would say, because I've just put myself out there so much and so many times. And, you know, I put myself out a thousand times and gotten 998 no's, but the two yeses are amazing. And the two yeses like make it all worth it. Right. It's just that one only one needs to hit yes it's almost like the gambler's mentality and that's terrifying it definitely is (laughs) (laughs) i think that you just have to like remind yourself that you will never get an opportunity if you don't put yourself out there for it you'll never get the job if you don't apply for it you'll never get into the school if you don't apply like you just have to put yourself out there and know that like if you if it's not meant for you it's not going to happen and it has nothing to do with who you are or you know how successful you are or whatever it's just that opportunity wasn't right for you so you have to try another one and i think that mindset has really helped me from especially in this industry where i mean it's about your looks it's about your appearance and so it can be very easy to be like oh well they rejected me so i'm i'm ugly or i'm this or i'm that or whatever and you you kind of just have to detach yourself from that and just be like okay that opportunity wasn't right for me and now i'm on to the next 100 percent. when i first started applying to agencies though like i'll be completely honest i would see like oh send in digitals and i wouldn't i just wouldn't like i was like no i'll just send in my nice photos that is not yep. what they want. So pro tip for anybody <laughs> trying like, to sign. When I very first started, I would be like, oh, let me just put on like a little bit of mascara because I just feel a little more comfortable. Like I didn't want to be fully barefaced. Right. And it's like, no, just just do it. So pro tip for anybody trying to sign to a modeling agency, if they ask for digitals, for the love of God, just send them your bare face, please. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And they know what they're looking for. Like, you know, they everybody's sending in blank pictures or blank slate clean slate whatever you want to say um makeup free and so 
they know like that they know what you're gonna look like with makeup they know what you look like in comparison to other people without makeup like it's not <laughs> it's not that crazy to them they see it all the time Mm -hmm. So I was 14 when I first started applying to modeling agencies. And I remember the first ones I applied to, I would send them in the email, I would fill out the form online, I would wait like four days, and I'm like, I didn't get anything back. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the most shocking, right? Because you expect mm -hmm. that they're going to at least say no. Yeah, for sure. Um, would you say that that affected you just being so young and being like, oh my gosh, like I don't even, I can't even hear now. I'm just hearing nothing. Yeah, I mean, my heart would sink when I would get, or I would get an email and would be like, sorry, we have to pass. My heart used to like mm -hmm. sink and I'd get so mm -hmm. sad. And now I look at it and I'm like, oh, they responded. Oh, they said no. Okay, bye. Yes, exactly. It doesn't ruin your day anymore. Exactly. But then imagine being like super little and having that happen. I mean, I was little yes. and I was like, oh my God, I'm fat and ugly and nobody loves me. Yep. That's definitely really hard. And that's the crazy thing about this industry is, like, that is such a typical age for people to get into it. I didn't start until I was 18 just because um, it wasn't something that, like, my parents really knew anything about or that they were really, like, interested in. So every time that I would ask them, it was kind of just like, no, like, you know, we live in Montana. That's not really something you could do. Um, they're super supportive now, but they just they didn't know how to go about it. And so sometimes I feel like... I'm so old when I tell people that I started at 18. Right. You're <laughs> like, I'm, I'm nearing the end of my career. Sure I'm like 21. <laughs> I know. Seriously, it's crazy. But I think everybody has their own timeline for things that. And I also think like that there can be people who get into it when they're 14 and they're so burned out and so just been through the ringer in the industry by the time that they're 18 that they don't even want to continue to do it. You know, like I said, I've been submitting to agencies for years, like four mm -hmm. or five years at this point. And it's interesting to see, like, it kind of shift a little bit. Like, the more you grow up, your look changes or something changes, and all of a yeah. sudden you're getting more responses. They're not necessarily yes, but they're responses. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And, like, as your portfolio improves and, you know, that has an impact on it, too, it's definitely interesting. I could actually tell a story about a girl that I know. Um, we were mutuals on Instagram and then, you know, we just kind of started messaging. But I interviewed her for like a paper assignment my freshman year of college. And it just this story stuck okay. with me. She said, you know, I applied to all these agencies and they said no. And then I applied a year later and it was like they'd found a unicorn. They were like, I needed yep. you. Like, you are exactly what I've been looking for. And they had no clue who she was or that she'd even okay. applied a year ago. That's so real because I actually just um, submitted like yesterday or two days ago to a bunch of agencies and I got like three different agencies that I have submitted to before two months ago, three months ago that, you know, they're, they're asking this, they're asking that, you know, asking more questions and I'm like, you guys have seen me. <laughs> exactly. You're like, do you not remember me? And the thing is, they don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely crazy. And the thing that you have to remind yourself too is like, half the time it's about more than half the time it's about client needs like it's about what the clients are demanding in the market um and so if you are submitting in new york and those bookers don't think that they're gonna be able to book you in new york they're not gonna sign you it doesn't matter how pretty or tall or perfect your measurements are or perfect your book is or whatever like they're just they're not going to so you have to put yourself out there so you can figure out where the client demand is like for your look if that makes sense exactly but let's talk about that for a minute right the client demand 
because I think there are still industry standards. Like mm-hmm. you're five eight, right? Yep. So technically, that's still short, almost. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like five and it five. Blows people away because people like normal people, people who are outside of the industry, are always like, "Oh my gosh, you're so tall!" And I'm like, I feel so short because there have been times that I haven't even been able to submit to an agency because they have a height requirement of five ten or taller. Like five ten, that's insane. Girl, you feel short. I feel short. I'm five five. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can only imagine. So it's definitely, it's been cool because even just in the last like two and a half years that I've been in the industry, I have seen changes and I have seen, um, you know, people trying to move towards inclusivity. And I really have tried to only support myself with people who are willing to be inclusive and who celebrate diversity in every different form. That's one thing I really love about um, Undefined. Like they are super focused on having a super diverse board. And so that's really important to me, but there are definitely tons of agencies that are still super exclusive. They leave people out all the time. You know, you have to be fit the perfect cookie cutter mold. So it'll be interesting to see like how it changes in the future. Definitely. I mean, that's what I love about my agency here in Arizona, because she built her agency around diversity. It's about pushing those boundaries that we don't think we can push, or the industry isn't Mm -hmm. letting us push, but we're still out there doing it. I think that's what we need is to just encourage more girls to keep trying. Mm hmm. And I know, like, for me, um, the first, like, half of my career, I was categorized as, like, a curve or, like, a um, mid-sized model. Um, my measurements have changed just a little bit. So I'm kind of more closer to the, like, standard model, whatever you want to say, however you want to define it. And I even saw there's such a disparity in work for mid-sized models, um, mm-hmm. you know, the plus size community has really worked extremely hard to get a place in the industry and I love to see that change but it also is really disappointing that it's kind of either petite models or plus size models there's there's not really a space and then I even saw in New York Fashion Week um there was a lot of you know petite models smaller models with mid-sized models and there was no inclusivity of curve models and I'm like why can't we just celebrate everybody and have a space for everybody of every different you know size and ethnicity but I think it's up to us and our generation to just continue to make a space for ourselves and push into these spaces and just like demand inclusivity I guess I was in the same boat as you I mean I'll tell you what my measurements used to be I was a 27 waist a 37 hip and then like a 33 bust I think that put me at a size six which was considered mid almost curve mm-hmm that's a size six. I mean, yeah. Right. I remember like when the first time that somebody told me that I was curve or put me on the curve board or whatever, I was honestly kind of devastated because I felt like, I don't know. I don't know what the, the, the best way to say it, but it just, it made me more aware of my size. And I was, I was feeling horrible about my size as a size or six, just like you, um, which is ridiculous. And obviously I've, I've worked past that now and I'm super happy with how I look at any size, any measurements. And I just know that, you know, my perseverance and my hard work should take me where I want to go. But it's, it is disappointing knowing that like there is less work depending on your size. And then when I all of a sudden became a size zero, 
the agency started reaching out again. Mm-hmm. Or you get a better response. And that is so harmful, especially to young girls that, I mean, just everybody in the industry that struggles with insecurity because that honestly could fuel you to develop an eating disorder because, oh, these agencies love me at this size. I better just, you know, keep getting smaller and keep doing this. And I just think it's extremely toxic. 100% it is. I think there is a lack of representation for anybody size four to size, I think, 14. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's where the plus size board agree. starts. Is that size? Especially in the runway world. Like, that's where it's really bad. There is more inclusivity in commercial print, um, but it's so hard because you're constantly being preached that, like, oh, this is the sample size. And it's just, it's ridiculous. Exactly. I mean, I had a response from an agency for their print board that said, you know, technically we will take on a girl who's 5'6", but you won't really book unless you're 5'8". Mm-hmm. For a print. I'm like, just put me in some heels. I'll make it work. <laughs> Seriously. What's the difference? Or, like, beauty modeling. Like, Yeah, I'm like, you don't need a height. Your face. Just your face. modeling. Like, it doesn't really matter. It's almost like it's exclusivity that they're trying to sell. Yeah. And people love sure. exclusivity. And I, think there's, I think there's some agencies that really thrive off of that, and that's their business model, is the more people they exclude, the more um, prestigious they become. Mm-hmm. It's almost like college admissions. Like, it's yeah. the same thing. They all just want to, it's all about image. And I don't know. I just think that the consumers, like, from, from a marketing perspective, that consumers like to see real people that look like them, and that that should drive client demand to casting models that look like real people that are real sizes um and not to say that there aren't people out there that you know are real people that have the typical 24 34 24 but i mean it's it's a small percentage of the population so i think we should strive towards just representing real people more completely agree oh my gosh do you want to hear a funny story about just like going in and taking your shot i was in la i was actually out there for a horse show and then i was meeting with an agency out there and I found out that Next Models also worked out of the same building. So I walked myself all the way up to their floor. Nobody was home. Their door was open, but nobody <laughs> was home. And I left my comp card just right on the reception desk. Oh my gosh, as you should. You know, obviously we didn't hear back. But yeah. I went in and I took that shot, which yes, I think is so much scarier than just like sending in an email. Yes. No, I completely agree. And it's something that makes me really sad, especially because... Like I said, I've only been modeling post-pandemic, and so open calls are not a thing anymore. No, they're not. That is so ridiculous to me, and I just think that you are able to read a person, and agencies always talk about, like, wanting um, their models to have a good personality and be well-rounded. Like, you're not going to get that from an email, but an open call, you can see me, you can see what my energy is like, see what my personality is like, like, that all contributes to your modeling career. You can't just be pretty or have the certain look or have the certain measurements or whatever. So I I definitely wish that that was more of a, a common thing that they brought that back, but. Yeah, it was one of the things that COVID killed, and now everything's online. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, encouraging, but also discouraging when you see people get scouted on Instagram. You're like, I'm posting all my stuff. Yes. Somebody love me. Yes. It's really frustrating when you see, like, sometimes I'll see these TikToks, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, I was, um, I got scouted by IMG when I was 14, uh, eating a slice of pizza in New York City. And I'm like, 
I have been working my tail off for the last two and a half years just trying to build up a portfolio and get recognized and whatever, but I think it's a good incentive to work hard. It is good incentive to work hard. I mean, luck is just when opportunity meets hard work. Yes. So you put those for things For sure. Together. And it's also just like being in the right place at the right time like can change everything. Exactly. It goes back to, you know, you send in a submission. Same thing happened to me. I sent in a submission like a year ago. Sorry, we're going to pass. I sent one in mm-hmm. um, like a month ago and it was, hey, can we actually meet? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I know for sure you have no clue who I was. <laughs> and it's also like, it's been a very different experience managing myself because when I had a mother agency, like I would just be like, oh, like, you know, have you gotten any response lately? And it was always like, oh, you know, we submitted you, which we, did, we didn't hear anything. And I didn't really fully fathom that that was like the truth like I knew she was telling Mm -hmm. me the truth but doing it myself being the one submitting myself now I'm like okay I really did just submit to all these people and not hear anything (laughs) right you're like oh okay great (laughs) (laughs) that's actually how this works like okay (laughs) oh my gosh it's just a waiting game for a lot of it it is and sometimes I wish there was a service that like top modeling agencies you could or top modeling agents you could like pay to do a zoom with them and have them look over your portfolio and tell that tell you like what they would change just give you advice tell you what market you would be in because when you would be successful in just because sometimes it's hard being the only person in charge of all of your stuff like I'll be looking at my portfolio and be like oh I hate this picture and my agent is like oh that's my favorite picture that we have of you or I show my mom a picture and she's like oh my gosh that's so beautiful and I'm like oh I absolutely can't stand it you know it's just yeah. interesting like being a one-man team no it's hard because you're looking at it you're like um who would like this and they're like no that's the one yep because <laughs> you always notice like different things than what they're looking for you're your own worst critic absolutely for sure and then i'll have a picture that i'm like oh this is my favorite picture of myself and my agent's like yeah we can't use that in your portfolio so do you think you're at a point where you're gonna look for another mother agent or do you think you're just gonna try to find your own booking agency like kind of find them around that's such a good question and i've honestly been debating it myself because i do feel like a mother agency would be helpful especially just like where I'm, I kind of feel like I'm at a crossroads right now I'm finishing school soon and I want to do this full time so I do feel like I would like that um, it would just have to be the right situation because I also really like having full control I don't really love the idea of signing exclusively I like to just be able to like control my career do my own things just know that I am in full control and I can submit to any agencies at any time so it's something that Like I said, I've been going back and forth on, I think like I will submit to mother agencies and if it's the right fit, I will go with it. But if not, I'll just continue to manage myself and see where that takes me. I think that's totally fair. For me, when I left Glacier and she was my mother agent, I started signing again with, because before I was with Glacier, I was with a few agencies, just booking agencies, making here and there. Mm-hmm. And I think where I was getting frustrated was I had left those agencies under the advisement of Glacier. And then all of a sudden I wasn't with any booking agencies and I was getting frustrated not making any money. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so then when I left Glacier, I kind of went back to some of the old ones, found some new ones, and now I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, well, now I just have a bunch of these booking agencies. Technically, Priority operates as my mother agent, but we also have a very mm-hmm. good working relationship where she's like, if you find another agency, not in Arizona, because I do have an exclusive agreement in Arizona, that wants to sign mm-hmm. you and I didn't do it, go for it. Yeah. 
So again, it's about building that relationship and finding the right fit, right? Yes, for sure. And I am a little bit of a control freak and my modeling career is kind of like my baby. Like I'm just so obsessed. I just want to be successful so badly. Girl, me too. Um, (laughs) Different goals. So sometimes it's like the idea of giving up that control is scary. (laughs) I'm like, no, I just want to manage everything because if I have control, it feels like I will be closer to being successful. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I totally get you on that. Okay. Do you have any final pieces of advice for anybody trying to get into the industry and on how to handle how to handle that rejection? Yeah. So I would say as far as handling rejection, put yourself out there. There have been so many studies that have shown that particularly young women will only apply for jobs that they feel like they're 100% qualified for, while men will apply for jobs that they feel like they're maybe like some of the qualifications or none of the qualifications. So I think our society can tend to just tell young women that they, they can't do it until they're perfect. And my advice is to throw that in the garbage and put yourself out there as much as you possibly can. You'll never get an opportunity that you don't put yourself out there for. As far as the modeling industry, I would say find some good friends that are in the industry, whether they're photographers or other models, whether they're people you know in person or you just talk to on Instagram, because that can be your lifeline sometimes. And sometimes all you need is just to sit down and talk with somebody who knows the industry and get their perspective on it and get a fresh set of eyes. And if it's something that you're really passionate about doing, don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it. Like you might get some no's, but just keep pushing on until you hear those yeses and it will all be worth it. Thank you so much for that. And we'll go ahead and end there. Thank you again so much for being here today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening. If you guys have any interest in the modeling industry, I hope this was helpful. And as always, don't forget to be beautiful.